thank you for increase. Thank you for this holy Sunday. This is, you know, First Fruit Sunday, it's amazing. People come early. People are, you know, it's not what we expected when we started this. We thought, well, hope somebody comes. You know, maybe they'll all boycott or something. But it's like we've seen the testimony of God's faithfulness. He's a God of love. He's, he's healed he loves to show off. So, and it's Super Bowl Sunday, but I'm telling you what, <laughs> yeah, what happens here will have more eternal consequences than whether the Eagles or the Chiefs win. And I know, you know, 90% of the people are probably rooting for Eagles, and that's wonderful. You know, it's just like, yeah. So, yeah, okay, okay, some, but I'm rooting for God. You know, I'm just rooting for. For the saints, <laughs> and uh, not the not the football team from New Orleans, but I'm <laughs> for the saints of God. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, and I, my message will be brief this morning because I think everyone comes with this tremendous expectation of when we, you know, there's a when you sow your offering that there's a blessing and there will be many uh, ministers up here to receive the offering and speak that blessing over you. And if you're online, um, we'll we'll speak it over you today. And I just, um, today and next, for the next couple weeks, we'll be receiving First Fruits offering. Some people can't make it on the specific Sunday, but once we do that um, in a, a few weeks, then we set aside a better part of a day and gather with our pastoral staff and we'll pray over every single offering. You know, maybe we'll have to go on for <laughs> more than one day, cancel classes the next day, but uh, that's a good thing. And, uh, and we weep and rejoice and believe with you, but uh, because it's, you know, we realize this is holy. We realize this is uh, sacrificial, that it's in faith, and we want, we want to match your faithfulness with our own faithfulness. And some people, um, you know, write it out as a pledge, and pledges, we've had a very high percentage of people that have been faithful to their pledges, and uh, we just are stunned and amazed at that. And uh, so, thank you, Jesus. We just wanna say, our Father, Abba, delights in your success. And I think this, this offering, he designed a pathway for, for us, for all of us to partner with him because he loves being involved in our lives and engaging in the, the fellowship of releasing more. So Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're here. We pray, pray for hearing hearts and just pray our, our thoughts and all that we do would be holy to you. We thank you for the angels who are here. We thank you that they joined us in worship and that they're here witnessing the offerings and. They're being dispatched to minister to your people, to bring us 
into the fullness of your promises. We bless you. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to open the word of God to us, that it would speak to us, that all that we do, we would do in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so this will be a little quick review just so that we're all on the same page. First fruits, you know, so here, here's some principles. I won't go through all the principles on the sheet, but just some key ones. Um, you know, it's something we do at the beginning. You know, it's like a prophetic offering that we make to instruct the future, you know, and uh, it's different than a tithe. The tithe we do after we have increase. We, we partner with God. We recognize it all came from him. And, uh, but at First Fruits, we're just, we're, we're praying, listening to God, and, and really it's, it's a real offering of faith. So um, first, here, here's what First Fruits does. It sanctifies our whole life and all that we love. It, first Fruits does this. It makes it holy, outside the natural order, separate from the ordinary. It becomes supernatural and extraordinary. Um, Romans 11:6 6 says, if part of the dough offered as first fruits is holy, the whole batch is holy. So this all becomes holy to the Lord. The Lord treats it as his own. When we sanctify it to God, he treats it as his own. He, it's kept, it's blessed, it's increased and enlarged because he's treating it as his own. So it sanctifies our whole life. Second, what we're doing, it's a pattern. It's not legalism, we're not under the, the Levitical law, but we're, the pattern is that we give God our first and best and it releases a blessing on all that remains. And uh, Ezekiel 44, I love this, it says, the, Best of all first fruits of any kind you shall give to cause a blessing to rest on your home. Other translations, that's New King James, other translations read, in order that a blessing would remain on your house. You know, it's just amazing that, that God, this is something that's the word of God. So when we when we've done this, when we look back, we declare, we speak over it, we said, I'm just declaring the word of God, that this is causing a blessing to rest on our home. Uh, thirdly, and this is the main uh, imagery that we use, it, it's planting seeds for future harvest. And, uh, you know, seeds are alive. Seeds are a miracle. Seeds, I mean, it's just part of creation. How, if you were an evolution person, you would have this big question, how did the first seed get packaged? Do you know that in every cell in your body, you have the complete DNA of all your structure? And that, you know, and in plants, in it, it's in these little seeds. Some plants have huge seeds, like lima beans, and they're not very big. And other plants, like the mighty sequoia, uh, the California giant sequoia tree, are, the seeds are really about the size of tomato seeds. You know, and they're just, and out of that, but in that are all the instructions for what that seed is going to, it'll use the energy of the sun, it'll, re, it'll take the resources of the soil and turn it into something amazing, beautiful, helpful, nutritious. It's, it's just Stunning. It's a living blueprint. It's a living blueprint. Man, it sounded like I slurred there, but it's just because 
my brain's going faster than my mouth, sorry. Or maybe slower, that's the problem. But anyway, <laughs> and Paul writes that um, the point is this, if we plant or we sow sparingly, we reap sparingly, our harvest is small. Whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. The interesting thing there is that that word translated bountifully is, it's the same word as blessing. It, it's so, when we understand that it's a blessing to sow, like God is saying, hey, I wanna bless you, and if you understand all the seed that you're sowing, you're sowing blessing, you're gonna be harvesting blessing. You know, that's pretty good. Each one must give, verse seven, as he's decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, God loves a cheerful giver. Why? Because the cheerful giver is one who's entered into the joy of the Lord, that God, it's his delight to prosper, to enlarge, to open doors, to make your life bigger. Come on, you know. So, you know, but we get trapped in fear. We get trapped in, in the perception of lack. And we, what, when we do that, sometimes we're not trusting the Lord. Now, we may have hardly anything. And we may say like the widow at Zarephath said to Elijah, I have, you know, nothing. And then, but she just had a little tiny flour and, and some oil. Or the widow with Elisha, whose husband died, left her in debt, and she's worried she's gonna lose everything, including her two sons who'd become slaves. And, and Elisha said, well, what do you have in your house? And she said, nothing except a little oil. And then he said, all right. You understand, God works with what we have, not what we don't have. Isn't that great? That's why the widow's might, Jesus said, she put in more than all those rich people. Not in the eyes of man, but in releasing the spiritual power that's there in sowing. Do you know the greatest offering ever made looked like a total failure? The word became flesh. The word who was in the beginning with God, who is God himself, you know, who by him all things were created. Nothing was created without him. He became human. And as a young man in the prime of his life, he's betrayed, his, his followers leave him, his top, the top leader of him denies him three times. He's, he's tortured, he's crucified, he's, he's, it's like this torture way of dying as a criminal. And there on the cross, he's mocked by thieves that are on the cross. One of them uh, changed his mind, but he's mocked by the priests, he's mocked by people. And this seed that looked like a total failure changed the entire universe. It opened up new creation. So I'm saying, do you understand? It doesn't matter what a seed looks like in human reason. It's what it means to God. So this is why we just, you know, we're gonna plant seeds and they have a future. It connects our life to the promises of God. It captures what's there. You know, and uh, I love this, you know, that seeds are alive. And so the offering is alive. Your words are alive. And so we, you know, we, if, now it, today with mechanized 
farming, that, that personal connection sometimes is lost. It's just big machines drilling soil into the ground, drilling seed into the ground in perfect rows. But in the ancient time, there would be seed, it would be precious seed, because this was seed that wasn't eaten. And then someone would go out and sow the seed, like by hand, just spreading it out, casting it out there, trusting the seed and the life that was in the seed. And this is kind of what we do when we're sowing these offerings today. It's like, this means something to us. We're connected with it. It's gonna go into the life that's in the seed will spring into action. All right, so, you know, inside a, a tiny apple seed are the instructions for an apple tree that can live for years and, and produce hundreds of apples. You can count the seeds in an apple, but you don't know how many apple trees are in that apple, you know, <laughs> or, or in that seed. You know, it could, one seed over generations could cover the earth. This is the promise in Jesus, isn't it, that his, his glory will fill the whole earth. So Abraham's seed, there's, this is this, this seed that you just think like, this is crazy. Here's this very old man, 100 years old, his wife's 90, and God comes to him and says, Abraham, this time next year you're gonna have a son. Abraham fell on his face laughing. Later, God visits their tents and they're having this conversation and the, and the God appearing as a man speaks again, the angel of the Lord speaks and says, this time next year, Sarah will have a son. And Sarah overhears it, falls out laughing. It's so ridiculous. And so God says, yeah, and you're gonna name this, you, she'll have a son, you're gonna name him Laughter, Yitzhak, Isaac. And it, your seed will be named. Because there's joy in we do, that what we're doing, it defies human plausibility. And yet, the faithfulness of God is there. I love it. And you know what? That's, their faith created a legacy. And I love that, that even the smallest seed can create something that goes on for thousands of years. For instance, if you look behind me right now, you'll see this huge, it's just a little grove in the Sequoia National Park in California. The, the great big tree on the left is called the Bachelor, and, and then there's these three trees behind that are called the three graces. And, and it seems like there's a fourth tree there, but I don't know its name. Anyway, just, but do you understand? Abraham and Sarah laughed 4,000 years ago. And we're still receiving the legacy of their faith. They laughed, but God said, no, it's gonna happen. And, and they, by faith, they received it. They got past the laugh of unbelief into the laughter of pure joy. So the seeds we sow become, they go on and on and on. Do you know those sequoia trees live, like the oldest one they've actually counted is over 3,200 years old. I read this on the National Park uh, website in case you wonder how I know these. <laughs> I just was wondering how long it is. And so they, they know that there's trees bigger than the one that they counted. And so they say they're probably the biggest trees are 3,500 years old. And they said, so it actually, they believe they're not only the largest living organism on earth, but the oldest living organism on earth. 
It's wild. From this little tiny seed, we're going to give you a packet of sequoia seeds so that you'll see how that small seed creates a legacy that goes on for millennia. Jesus. And in our case, it goes on for all eternity. It's amazing. So, okay, four things. Generosity, and it releases an energized response. It's reciprocal and it's proportional. It's kind of like God, God said it, so when we do it, he does it. Luke 6, 38, this is Jesus speaking. Give, which isn't a suggestion. He's just saying, give, because I want you to do something. Give, and it will be given to you. It'll be good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. So just if it stopped at good measure, he said, give, and it'll be given to you. When we give, it comes back to us multiplied. That's what good measure means. It's gonna be at least 30, 60, 100-fold in their understanding. And there's no limit on how high that number can go. But it's not only good measure, it's pressed down. It's like God says, I wanna squeeze more into your life. It's shaken together, like come on, let's, let's create more room for the response here, and then it's running over. And it'll be given into your lap, into your bosom. And here's the thing, it's proportional. With whatever measure we use, it's measured back to us. So when, you know, sometimes we don't have much to work with, but we work with what we have. So we work with a small amount and we get back a response, which gives us more and later we can give more. I mean, it's just like God just takes us on a journey. Thank you, Jesus. And it's, it's not what we think about it, it's what God sees. You know, like Jesus looked at the widow and she noticed her offering and he said to his disciples, he said, she just put in more than all those rich people. You're kidding. That little poor and in fact, he noticed how much she had, two little tiny copper coins. They were like, you know, hay pence, if we're old time Brit British people. They were like, each one's a half a penny. She just threw them in. That's all she had. And Jesus said, she gave all she had. That's big. She just gave like an infinite offering. And uh, she said the, the wealthy people were giving out of their surplus. She was giving all she had. Amazing. So God works with what we have, so we never let what we don't have overrule what we do have. And Jesus used the example of a mustard seed, which was the smallest seed that they had in their regular planting cycle. And so there were a lot of Proverbs about the mustard seed, which was a small seed, but it would grow into this huge bush that they would call a tree, you know? And like, it, it's, um, it was phenomenal. And they talked about it, and so he used that as an example. If, it, you know, if Jesus had appeared in California in 2000 BC, I'm not sure who would have been there. There certainly wouldn't have been the, the whole covenant culture, the Jewish people and stuff. But he would have said, see this little, red, this little sequoia seed? <laughs> see what grows out of it. It's just like there's no limit on what God does if we understand that what he's working with is our faith and our faithfulness, our response to him. So uh, we just, you know, how do we do this? We're thankful and we begin to use what we do have. Okay, four keys and, uh, and then I'm gonna stand you up and we're gonna bless you. It's cyclical, we've said this before, we do it annually. Some people might do it 
you know, at a different time, maybe they start a new business, they say, we're gonna just make a first fruits offering. Some people do stuff like they get a new position, they, they make their first check a first fruits offering, or, and I'm just saying, but there's some kind of cycle, and so we've established this cycle has become a holy cycle. Like, I feel like each year, like each year, literally each year, your response is more amazing, and the windows of heaven get bigger, like wider open year after year. We're reaching more places, more nations, more people, more uh, you know things we're able to do, sending things to nations and and uh, changing lives. So it's cyclical. We do it in faith. Faith is always a stretch. You know, it's always responding to something that's beyond our ability, but we feel like, yep, I think that's what God's leading me into. You know, um, faith is hardly ever comfortable. You know, if we can do it, like, we don't really need God to talk to us about it, you know? And then, you know, but we we can go beyond and try to manipulate God and we can never fake God out. It's just so faith is like, we're in faith, we, we listen, we hear, God has things in our heart, we trust that, you know, I haven't heard anything specific, but this is what's in my heart, I'm gonna go with that. And sometimes you're in that posture and then God will just talk to you and surprise you. This happened to me on Wednesday. I was just going about my business and I'd been praying, you know, God show us how much to give every year, and he does, and usually Ann and I wait, and like on Saturday or uh, we'll talk, hey, what have you been hearing? And we'll talk a little during the week, but I heard this number and I said, well, I, yeah, I wasn't even asking. <laughs> and it was more than I would have thought. And I thought, well, I wonder what Ann says, you know, because it's like, it's because some years God will speak to her and I, I don't really hear anything and she'll say, and I go, yeah, that's good. Or other years he'll speak to me. Some years he speaks to us both. We've always had the same number. Now, and you might think, well, well, we didn't have the same number. So what do you do? Well, I don't know. You'll work it out. <laughs> but here's, I, I mean, I, but here's a possibility. One is you, you could... I mean, you could go with the higher number, but maybe the higher number's like way out there in outer space, you know. Only one of you knows that, but um, the other, but the other is you could split the difference, you know, and God looks at our hearts, you know, he's, he's, it's so amazing. We think it's all detail stuff and certainly obedience is sacrificial and it's specific, but sometimes if you, you wanna be united, you know, I just believe you'll work it out because God will give you wisdom. <laughs> so, so, uh, the, so the first fruits are, are sacrificial. There's always costly obedience is the, where we really know the rubber meets the road. Like God speaks to us and we're thinking like, ah, oh, that's a little more than I thought, God. You know, that's, it's good that there's that pause and the fear of the Lord. In other years, it's not like that. It's like, hey, I got this number. Yeah, me too. Like, okay, no problem. You know, I mean, occasionally we've even had testimonies where we say, yeah, we were seeking the Lord and he gave us a smaller number than the year before. And it's just like, and then God acted. So what is it? He's teaching us that he's alive, he's real, and he's smarter than we are, you know? So, so if we try to make it into a pattern, it's not gonna work, you know, like, or, or anyway, a blueprint. 
Well, as soon as we've tried to put God in the box, he doesn't like the box. Have you noticed that? Okay. And then lastly, and this is important, and, and I want you to, Anne, you can join me. We want, it should be focused. Like, it's actually important to write down, here's what I'm believing for, on the envelopes. If you're sowing seeds in the garden, you would certainly say, I want tomatoes to grow here, I want corn here, I want pumpkin here, or whatever it is um, that you're planting. You're not so random about everything else. I just want to encourage you, invite God into the specific dreams and visions of your life. And I know some of you, I, because every year I read it, said, just want God's best. I go, okay, I'll go with that, you know, but I'm, I'm just encouraging you to be focused. Um, you know, what, what areas does the enemy, t- has the enemy got something that you think you should have? You know, not, not like you're going to, but it's been taken from you and you want a restoration. So that's the thing that you could write down. What are things like you have dreams, you want to serve the Lord in a certain way, but there has to be provision, there has to be the steps along the way. It doesn't happen instantly, so we write these things down. What do we want for our children? What do we want for our family? What do we want for our business? What ministry do we want to have open up? These are specific things we can write down. And then when you've written them down, Brian will tell you later, but I'm going to tell you twice, because that, you know, take a picture Actually, you said it last week too. Take a picture of what you have or else write it down somewhere else so that through the year you can stand in prayer and decree and say, God, I've sowed these seeds. And sometimes you're just speaking it. Sometimes you're contending in battle for it. And here's the deal. You decree, you stand, you pray, you'll reap if you don't faint. You've got seed in the ground. So this is a time to sow. All right, that's all I need to say. And I'm going to ask Ann to join me up here on the platform. And I would invite you to stand when you're ready to stand. So as you're standing, um, you may have noticed that Charles is the kind of person who um, likes to dive off of cliffs and um, jump out of airplanes and ride roller coasters. And um, I don't impose any extra self-imposed adrenaline into my life because my life is scary enough as it is. <laughs> so, but we've jumped off this cliff before and we know it's good. Um, so here we go again. It's a wholly scary risk, but uh, we are inviting you to jump with us. And so we're going to bless you. And I want to say to all the people online, um, this blessing is for you too. And then when we're done blessing the congregation here, we're going to specifically bless the online givers. And so, um, and then we'll call you forward. So are you ready to be blessed? Okay, so if you've got your first fruits offering envelope, however you're doing this, you can hold it, you know, hold it. And I'm going to speak over it. And Anne's going to speak over it. God's word declares that as you bring his tithes and your offerings into the storehouse, that he will open the floodgates of heaven and pour out blessings that overflow. And because of these, God's, God promises to rebuke the devourer 
and protect the fruit of your labor from destruction. Because of the cross and because of your faith in the blood of Jesus, you are the children of Abraham and the blessed of the Lord. You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Therefore, I boldly declare amazing financial blessings on you and your household. God will open doors and speak to the right people about you. I call in better jobs, housing, scholarships, and more. I bless you with breakthrough. I command that which has been restricted by legal matters and strife to flow freely so that you enjoy what God has intended for you all along. I call back to your homes and bank accounts what the enemy has stolen. I declare that God restores double for what has been lost, and I call for a jubilee restoration of your rightful portion. May the Lord restore that which has been stolen from your family line over the centuries and restore it with interest. I declare blessings for those who work in sales and consulting that more and bigger sales, commissions, opportunities, and deals will open up to you. For all of you, I declare that opportunities, opportunities for advancement and profitable investment will come. Because our Father delights to surprise his children, I declare that the Lord will cause you to unexpectedly receive money and opportunities to prosper will find you. For every entrepreneur and business owner, may your businesses become so prosperous that you can bless your employees with raises and better benefits. I speak blessing on your plans for astounding profits. And for all of you, I declare that there may be a recession around you, but there's no recession within you and that you are not participating in the recession, you are participating in the blessing. I call for such a spirit of abundance to come upon this people that God miraculously brings you out of debt and that you are released from the stress and the burden of debt. And I release wisdom so that you can come into a new peace and a new financial freedom. May you receive God's provision in all aspects of your life. Amen. May you and your household enjoy exceedingly abundant, above and beyond favor and increase in your lives. And may you give the way you've always wanted to give. Life Center, I bless you in Jesus' name. And we declare revivals in the air and that the blessing that's here is going to go to the nations in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, before you come forward, yes, amen. We're blessing the Lord. And I, I want to bless all the online givers. This will be uh, spoken over the ones here in person. But for you, as you give, may the Lord send rain at the right time for your seed, which you sow today. May he increase you many times over and bless you many times beyond your expectation, even as he's promised. Amen. 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 Thanks, Charles. Thanks, Ann. 
So good. I just want to invite the prayer team up. Come on, guys. Spread across the front here. And just a few details before you come up. Um, if you can stay to the end, after all the giving, we'll gather all the bowls up here and Charles and Nan will hold them up and do a corporate blessing over all of them. It's really, really powerful. So we'll do that. And this year, we have a few ministry team up in the balcony. So we have, I think we have Dylan and Katie Krause on this side and Matt and Madison Leach over here praying for those so you don't have to come all the way down here. Does that sound good? So um, other than that, just remind you, like Charles said earlier, if you've got one of these smartphones, I encourage you to take a picture of your envelope so you can look at it, you know, six months from now at the end of the year and say, look what the Lord has done. Does that sound good? Well, come on, that's all. Let's come forward and celebrate our first fruits giving. Amen. Thank you. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hand. From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing Of the goodness of God Goodness of God. 
feel like the affection of heaven is here, that God looks down, sees what you're doing, sees your obedience and faith, and it's like, it moves him. And uh, I know some, some of you are still waiting to give, which is an amazing thing, <laughs> that, and you're, you're here in faith and you're worshiping, but for the sake of those who need to leave, I'm gonna take this basket which has, has offering envelopes from every one of the bulls and I'm gonna hold it before the Lord 
and consecrate it on behalf of all the community of Life Center, including the online people. We present it to the Lord. Every year, God directs us. We, we always, as a, as a church, we sow seed, at like big first fruit seed out into projects and ministries. And then it, it provides for so much for the city, for the nations, for things that need to be done. This year, maybe for getting the, the whole, I mean, we do this Sequoia School, but this will probably have a significant help in getting the Sequoia School launched. So, Father, thank you. <laughs> you're the God who gives seed, and you're the Lord of the harvest. And we thank you for all the seed that's been sown, that it's alive and it's eternal, and it will be part of your story of filling the earth with your glory. And we consecrate it to you, God. We declare that it's holy and that it's set apart for these purposes of the gospel, the purposes of seeing the earth filled with the name and the glory of Jesus Christ. We consecrate it to you, God, and we declare that your blessing and protection is on this, on every one who's given, on every home that's given, that we would live under the shadow of your wings. So we say, send your fire, send revival, send, heal America, heal this city and this state, and send the light into every dark place. Revive and send revival to the universities and the schools of our nation, to Hollywood, to all the places where darkness has set up shop. God, send the light in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 So thank you. Now, I know many of you, you need to leave, and some of you are still here giving, so you can stay and worship, but for those who need to leave, the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face, his presence shine on your life, be gracious to you, be intimate with you in prayer, and put his peace upon you in Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you.